Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, the podcast where three American expats explore different topics related to living and working in South Korea. With a combined 50 years of living experience in Asia, there are plenty of stories to tell. So, pop in your AirPods and make yourself comfortable. It's time for the Soul Patch Podcast. Yeah, so what I wanted to, to get into a little bit was sharing with listeners, uh, both people who have not been to Korea, uh, people who have been here, people living here that might not know about cycling in Korea. Mm -hmm. And I mean like all types of cycling. So everything from being hardcore and having like, you know, pro gear Mm -hmm. uh, for touring or, um, you know, working on like uh, your own health, that kind of stuff too. Like people are working on their, like their cardio and getting, you know, knocking out new PRs and going for distance and speed and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from that extreme, all the way to uh, just taking a joyride on a city bike on the bike paths here. Right. I didn't, I didn't know about a lot of this stuff yeah. when I moved here and the circle of people that I was with both like friends and professional none of them in the first few years that I lived here really biked. They just didn't even, they didn't even do like joyriding. Like there, it wasn't a thing. And I had a bicycle in Chicago. I came here and I didn't have a bike and I just kind of didn't know that it was such an accessible and really cool thing in the country. So I want to ask you first. Yeah. Did you know about the bike trails when you came here? Um, I'm trying to think if I, no, no, I, I didn't understand the extent to which they ex- expand across the country. Like I, I knew that there were I, I used to see, you know, or I'm sorry, I still do. Uh, you can always see the hardcore people because they got the like fan, they got the expensive helmet. It's like they walked into a bike shop and they said, I'll just take one of everything, you know, like they, they, got <laughs> yeah, they just it, it, it's usually like, a, you know, probably uh you know 30 something year old man 40 50s is what i see there you know sometimes there's bellies uh sticking out of those spandex uh you know shirts or whatever um or the tops or whatever but uh but they're but they invested some money into it you know and uh you know i I mean i think you draw the line like like uh (laughs) if you're wearing jeans and you're biking that's not very cool, right? Like it's kind of, but then I don't know about Chicago. Like in Chicago, is it like a means to get around because people just don't want to deal with the- My my bicycle, so I had a car forever until I went to graduate school in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And when I arrived, well, before I, I left Washington, Washington State, I sold my car there and then um, came to sh- Chicago with no vehicle. And I anticipated using the subway and buses and taxis and it worked okay. But at the time, uh, this was like 2005 and six, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how it is now. Actually, I haven't been back to Chicago in a long time, but public transit sucks. So my friends told me, we'll just get a bike. And, you know, I was a 20 year old hipster. All my friends were hipsters and they're like, yeah, you got to get like an, a cool cruiser. So my bike in Chicago was from a used bike store. It was like a 1960s, um, had green painted fenders. <laughs> I think it had one gear. Um, pretty sure it was just one gear. 
And so you were using it like you you you'd had like a like those like newsboy hats and like a corduroy. I didn't jacket. take it that you're, far. Like, you didn't go that far, <laughs> but you're you're kind of dressed like you're kind of like a hipster. You're like I'm I'm doing this. Uh, it's good for my health. It's good for the environment. It's what you it might was, see like in Amsterdam or something like that, right? Like it was it was more like I'm a broke graduate student and I can't afford a train that doesn't come on time. I need to get to work. I need to get to class. I need to get to my, my practicum and internships and stuff. So the, the bike I had was, you know, and also at the time there wasn't really good bike routes in Chicago. So you're up on the sidewalk down with traffic back and forth. You're probably averaging like 10 kilometers an hour. You're crawling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, how far are you going? I mean, are you is are, is everything within like a ten kilometer radius for you? Like, uh, or are you doing? Yeah, in Chicago, are you doing like yeah, long? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was practical. It's practical until the snow came, and then when it was yeah. snowing, then you have to give up and you take the train and you take right. the bus. But uh, yeah, so that was my experience with biking. So I'd use the bike about half of the time that I need to get around, mm-hmm. um, and it was yeah, it was just a, a convenience thing. So when I came to Korea. I didn't see it as a, it wasn't a fun thing. I didn't dislike biking or like it. I had no opinion on it. Mm -hmm. I never had good bike gear. The last bike I had before that, I was probably in uh, grade school. I had like a BMX. BMX. (laughs) Did you have Uh, pegs on there or uh, no pegs? Did you have pegs on there? Front and back. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, Yeah, I love that damn thing. Yeah. So I didn't really have much of an opinion. I came here, didn't care about bikes. It wasn't a thing. Um, And yeah, I I actually have to give credit to one of our coworkers who opened my eyes to the whole thing. He was a longtime biker. Um, I played in a a band with him. Uh, I can remember he would get comments sometimes from the audience and people would see him he was you know he's a teacher so he's like us always wearing like trainer shoes you know like just not you know like the te- we have the teacher look don't we you know yeah, we both yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. They've had trainer shoes and like you know the the day bag like yeah there's a there's a teacher look here um he he was like this and sure. he always wore he often wore shorts and he had abnormally sculpted amazing calf muscles because he bikes. I mean, they, I don't right, know if you know this, right. but have you seen it? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'd be on stage and it's like, look at that guy's calf muscles. It's amazing. <laughs> really funny. He's a modest guy too. And he's just like, yeah, that's, that's remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, like, he was a hardcore biker. Yeah. And he, um, he just talked me into it. He's like, you should just get a bike so we can do one trip. That was it. And right. I... I don't want to buy a damn bike. It's just one more thing to worry about. And I don't really want a bike. Finally convinced me to do it. Um, I think I spent like $130, $120. And oh, I got okay. this. Yeah, like a cruiser cheap. type thing? Like a, it was like a, a hybrid, city bike? Okay. No, it was like a hybrid seven-speed Chinese piece of crap. Okay, okay. No yeah. disrespect to China, but the bike was garbage. Um the but it, it got me hooked we took one trip uh, it was an overnight trip we went out to the, the trip taught me that about how to use the bike trails um i got to see how isolated the bike trails were we went out to this little island off of Incheon. so we biked out to Incheon and oh, sure. and 
uh, we threw our sleeping bags in the sand and slept in on the sand on the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the amount of freedom you can, you can really get using the bike trails here if you want to explore and just, just how accessible and safe it is, uh, and easy. I I was just, it was like a secret just unlocked to me. So for the next Mm -hmm. few years, I went really deep into it. I got a nicer bike, got a, I went through like three bikes since then. It um, became like uh it, it became your your main hobby essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was the yeah. focus. And then yeah, through doing those trips here, it kind of taught me how to do bicycle touring. So that became also my, you know, every every winter we have the two months of time off that I spend traveling. I turned that into two months of uh cycling. Mm-hmm. So I go to another country and then I go on a bike trip. That's interesting. Like the fact that you were, you took it to the, to the, to a new level where you're like going to another country and biking, like you really, it seems like when you get into something, you, you, you go all the way. Like when it comes to running, it's like, it's, it becomes like an obsession. <laughs> like, okay, this is what I do now. Like, uh, oh, no, have you always been that way? Or is that just like, yeah, uh, it's just, you're just, you're just seeing two things running for okay, me. Okay. Like I'm just, I'm a cardio junkie. I love running. Um, the bike touring thing, it's really due to that, that friend, um, our mutual, um, colleague, Mm -hmm. he, he was doing that. So he had done a trip. He went to like the South Island in New Zealand and Mm -hmm. went around and he shared with me his routes and his photos. And it was just impressive to me. It was like, wow, you can really just go and do this. If If you plan correctly, it's very safe and you can do these really amazing trips. I started looking at other people's blogs. People are doing this kind of stuff. And uh, it really is a smart way to travel. Is there like a community? Do you run into other people that are just like doing the same thing? You're just kind of like, oh, this is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you imagine, you know, if you're, if you're traveling like you did, you know, you were in in like Bangkok and you're Mm -hmm. backpacking and stuff and you find other backpackers and they might be from different countries, whatever. And you you make friends and you, you kind of roll along together for a little bit. Um, cycling is the same way, but I think in some ways it's, it, I like it more because you're kind of purpose driven. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not just there to like hang out and, and drink beers. I mean, that can happen too, mm-hmm. but on a bicycle, you know, people have like certain benchmarks they're trying to get to. It's like, well, I got to get to here by this date. And, um, yeah, if you're backpacking or if you're riding even a motorcycle, you're just, your eyes are just always kind of focused in front of you. Whereas on a bicycle, it's like the right pace for the right amount of experience. I love that. You know, like, like you get, um, you get an opportunity to really be where you are, but you can still move forward. (laughs) Yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. And I think there's something to that. I mean, in our everyday lives, we're sitting a lot. And yeah. so to go on vacation and to sit on a train or sit on a bus is just, a, it, you're, you're not, you're, you're not releasing that energy. You're, you're not expending energy. There's something about doing something like what you're talking about. And, and the fatigue you feel is so satisfying. It's like, I'm so tired right now. And you, you sleep so well, and you've accomplished something. There's this, yeah. it's just like you set goals and you've met the goals and then you, and then I think if you, if you want to partake in some of, you know, adult beverages, it's like, I earned this man. Well, like, yeah, or, or any, anything you know? that you do, like um, the last big bike trip I took before COVID hit was Spain 
yeah, it was Spain. So I started in Barcelona and then I, I went down the coast just following the Mediterranean to, um, uh, the idea was to go to Morocco and then I ended up getting sidetracked and I went uh, west instead once I got to the south. Anyway, that on that trip, um, so I arrived in, oh, another nice thing, uh, when you're when you're cycling, uh, it just you feel just more intimate with with all the spaces you're in. So like I'm in Barcelona, I'm in the airport. When I'm leaving the airport, I could take a taxi, but I've got my bicycle and I've got my bags and everything. It's all right there. So in the airport, you know, I'm still jet lagged, but whatever. It's like I know I know biking. where I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, just put everything together, just bike out of the airport. You know, I'm gone. <laughs> it's such a cool feeling. You know, like you're not you're not. Uh, you're not beholden to a system. You don't have to like negotiate a taxi cab and all this kind of crap. That might know? work in Madrid. I'm trying to think if I left the, uh, what was the Don Muang airport in Thailand on a bicycle, I probably would have gotten about a mile before I, I became a gre <laughs> yeah, grease spot. You know, they'd be taking like a shovel yeah. to scrape me off the, the pavement. Yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend it everywhere. Like if you're gonna do this coming out of like O'Hare, I don't know if that's that's possible. <laughs> yeah, just maybe, maybe take the train, take the blue line. Get yeah, the yeah. Get it. Get a little distance from the airport because <laughs> usually it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere anyway. Yeah. Um, but that's fascinating. That is really really interesting. I never. I don't think I have the 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 guts to to do that. Um, <laughs> but I I highly commend that. Did you bike back to the airport? Did you just you. you I didn't, I didn't fly out of that airport. So, um, I, yeah, I, I biked to the airport of my departure, which was Granada. I think somewhere near Granada. It was like a really small airstrip. I showed up before the airport was open. Mm. I had to wait outside. I remember that I was like <laughs> my butt off. It was before the sun was up. And then I took a flight from there to Madrid and then back. Um, but even like, okay, so getting back to Korea, talking about um, doing something like that in Korea. So if you want to bike in Korea, you absolutely can arrive at Incheon Airport, massive airport. You can just bike away. So they have can, a trail. There's a bike trail that goes all the way out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the focus of this podcast is yeah. talking about the trails here. So um, I encourage anyone, if you're curious about what the hell I'm talking about, uh, if you live here or not, or if you're planning to come here, if you have the neighbor map app, so it's what we use here in Korea because Google Maps just isn't as good as neighbor when you're in Korea uh, for, for most details. Um, oh, I should say Kakao map is pretty good too, right? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. They yeah. got, actually, Kakao has its own app. It's called Kakao Navi, N-A-V-I, or Nabi as they pronounce it here. But uh, mm. yeah, that, that's what I use. But it's it's the uh, same thing as neighbor. Uh, yeah, um, I'm I I don't use the cacao ones. That's why I jumped up on neighbor. But yeah, they're they're both awesome. I do a lot of my friends are using the cacao map. I think my girlfriend uses the cacao one predominantly. Mm -hmm. But the and it probably has the same feature. I'm sure it does. But you can turn on this little button for Jajungo for for bicycle, and when you click it, it'll it'll highlight all the bike trails and it's oh, color coded and it shows you, yeah, it shows you which trails are isolated from traffic. So truly isolated. It's a, it's a path, it's mm -hmm. paved, like 99% of it is, is really well kept. And you're not, there's no chance of getting hit by a car. Like you're not, they're not in traffic. It's its own road. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it'll show you where you actually uh, you're with traffic Often it'll be um, like on the pavement, but there's a little like curb, like you like a parking curb about that height. Yeah. So you're 
you're on the inside of that. Okay. Uh, and then, the, the, so a car would have to jump the curb to actually hit you, yeah. in contact with you. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's probably even better is that uh, using that versus using something like Google is that there's plenty of roads you could take. Like if you want to chart a, a trip across Korea and you want to start like in Seoul and go all the way to Busan, so you want to go the whole length of South Korea, uh, which is a very popular bike route. If you wanted to do this and you're going to use something like Google Maps, there's it probably put you on the bike trail to be honest. But let, let's just make a hypothetical. Let's yeah. say it does. It it would route you on anything that's bikeable. And there's plenty of roads here that are bikeable. They're not freeways, they're not highways. You could mm -hmm. bike on them, but they're not the bike trail. So you might actually get a more efficient route by distance. So sometimes I do uh look there and kind of combo plans and things like that. But what's nice about the bike routes is that you're all but guaranteed that it's going to be really safe. And then mm -hmm. in addition to just the safety with traffic, the bike routes here by design have a lot of um, facilities. So right. like, you've got like clean bathrooms. I mean, most of them are really nice. Some have air con. Right, like, right. Yeah, I was, in, I was in the middle of somewhere like north of Daegu, in the middle of nowhere. And there's a little like outhouse. I'm like, okay. And I open it up. It's got, it's like summertime. It's like August. It's got air con. They're playing classical music. Like, actually, it's just, I'm like, I go back out. I'm like, where the, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really well and there's a lot of uh, services. People have, um, you know, there are little like coffee shops, their bike maintenance, um, uh, little stands. I take really minimal tools with me because you just don't have to worry about stuff and you can go the whole country. Yeah. I, I went to a public restroom in Santa Monica Pier in uh, Los Angeles and uh, oh, good time. <laughs> uh, I walked in and I looked left and I, I there was uh, uh, I think every door had been smashed in and there was a homeless guy. Uh, this is California. I think he had maybe seven or eight layers of clothes on. I'm not sure, you know, like a like a shirt over a shirt over a shirt. And he was, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, you know, the beard. And uh, I just turned around. I was like, you know, I could hold it till I get home. I think I'll be yeah. all right. You know, if not. not a lot of privacy <laughs> in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's such a different world here, you know, because it's like the people that are, I, I don't, I don't want to get in like a, you know, bash America and, 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 and love Korea, but there is something amazing about how those facilities are like everybody just kind of respects it because they know like if i destroy this i can't use it you well, know maybe, maybe maybe that's why i don't know i don't know why that is that was definitely something that struck me when i came from chicago to korea was a lot of the public facilities again this is not about uh, the bike routes but the same same point like restrooms in the bike route or your rest stations stuff like that um how the garbage bins everything's really nice and tidy when I came from Chicago, like subway system, you know, it looks like Batcave, right? Like, you know, <laughs> Batman. And I came, I came to, um, when I came to Korea, I came to Busan and I remember, I don't know what station I was in, but they had uh, on the ground of the, of the trains at first, the train stations like well lit and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're going through kind of like a shopping mall is kind of what it felt like to me. That, I remember that was my impression. I was like, wow, it doesn't smell in here. <laughs> and the they had like a little wall um like a little koi pond basically like a little not, not koi but a little fish like goldfish sure sure yeah and it, like, i mean you could 
it's it, the wall for the for the fish area it wasn't so high that you could just like step into it if you had to like kind of watch out for it i forget what station that was it was near where i lived when i was in busan but i remember looking at that and it was like one of my first impressions of of korea and busan coming straight from chicago and i was like yeah. man if this was like in chicago people would be eating those fish like there'd be, some, <laughs> there'd be something going on here you know <laughs> yeah there'd be like a uh we got a floater we got another floater like a body like yeah yeah that would just down yeah so anyway uh, back to back to the biking thing so uh yeah so the the accessibility here just blew me away um you don't need to be in any real physical shape to give it a go um yeah. you can most of the major bike routes so there's some some uh famous long routes so there's like well this is more than needs to be in the podcast the point is there's some uh dominant big routes that you would use if you want to take like a country ride you want to go from like Seoul to Busan or like Seoul to Daegu or um you know just from Seoul to Chuncheon mm -hmm. uh that's a that's a really cool route to describe so on these routes you're kind of just chasing uh public transit you're chasing trains that's what i was gonna ask you do they kind of run parallel with like the mugungwa train or you know like the, okay that's yeah, what you'll, you'll, go, you'll come off it a little bit but like like if you take the southerly route like straight from here going south towards um uh daegu you'll you'll be with the trains for up to like chunju i think and when you start to deviate from it, when every every city that you get to, there's express buses. Mm -hmm. And you can take your bike and throw it underneath an express bus. They have a little carrier area. And uh, I mean, the country is so small mm -hmm. in the, the efficiency of transit. So big, so, so well done so well, you could spend like you could go straight out for five days doing 100 kilometers a day. So you're 500 kilometers away and then you can throw your bike on a train and you're back to seoul right in what three hours max <laughs> right you know? right right for like you know cost you less than 30 bucks yeah yeah, yeah and that, like that's, that's on the expensive end of things like if you take the, right. the buses and stuff it's maybe less than 15 bucks right so one of, my, one of my favorite routes uh i highly recommend to absolutely everybody and anybody um even if you don't like bikes because you don't have to use a bike to get there is to go from seoul to chuncheon so Chuncheon mm. is northeast of the city. Have you been there? Uh, I've been there a few times. Uh, Chuncheon is, uh, for our listeners out there, the uh, Doc... Bo Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Doc, Doc Galbi. Galbi. Yeah. Uh, Doc Galbi, capital of the world. Uh, Doc Galbi... How, how, what is Doc Galbi? It's like a, a, a spicy stir-fried chicken... Yeah, chicken thighs, boneless, skinless, or boneless chicken thighs that are cooked up with a bunch of... Uh, like dakboki, I guess it has stuff. some... Uh, the rice cake and... Yeah, there's duck in it. There's usually goguma, uh, sweet potato. Yep. Uh, onions, I think, are, are part of it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, tons of yeah. onion. Yeah. It's and very nice. It's very delicious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Chunchan is, is a dakgalbi capital. If you go there, you won't have a choice. You're going to end up eating it because there's so many um, <laughs> it's the yeah now whether it's the best uh, you know i don't know if i can tell the difference um all, all, all these cities in korea have uh signature dishes 
Oh, so, we can talk about that another one. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a different podcast. It's a different podcast. So Chunchan yeah. is, uh, but Chunchan is is uh, if you go um, east towards, uh, am I right? Sorry, west. I'm I'm thinking the wrong way. East is it east? East. east we can't go like, west. Or not, <laughs> sorry, what, what am I talking about? West is Inchon. Sorry. Uh, yeah. East is uh, towards uh, the the east coast, which is like Gangneung and Gangwondo area. The, well, the it's, it's well, be, it's it's well before that. So right, you're but be it's going, well before that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so you're going you're going east, but you're going on a northeast uh, bias. So you're going up towards the DMZ. So for anybody interested in uh, history here, you're going in the direction of the Punch Bowl, which is a uh, either a caldera or a crater. And there's a little village in it, but it's a it's the scene of uh, one of the famous um, scenes for the Korean War. So you're mm -hmm. coming up just before that. Um, that's another like day ride if you're if you're looking at a map. And, and if you just keep going, um, if you would if you were to keep going, you would end up in if you're going north uh, northeast. Probably there's a Soraksan National Park is uh, yeah. quite famous, right? So that's. That's a very yeah. popular destination for a lot of people to hike up uh, yeah. Soraksan Mountain and uh, a lot of field trips. You know, kids will go on field trips to Soraksan. Um, and There's a uh, lot of great, great. Uh, it's like a really camping. beautiful area. Yeah, for camping, the trees are nice. Yeah, that I like that area. But uh, if you're planning to bike there from Seoul, heads up. I did it's it. Uphill. I've done it twice. The whole it's, way. It's, uh, once you get. To Chuncheon, you got some you got some elevation uh, to to knock out. It's not the same. So okay, <laughs> yeah. these these bike trails, the ones you're gonna find if you're on like neighbor map or cacao, uh, the bike trails that are on the map, those ones that are highlighted, they're going to be mostly with rivers. So if you look at the okay. the, the geography of Korea, it's a lumpy peninsula, right? It's got all these like kind of short mountains. That's mm -hmm. the landscape. And everything that's built up here is in the valleys of that. So that's where all like the cities are. The bike trails generally follow these rivers, which is pretty great unless you're like into really exciting biking and you really like crushing it and going up hills. There really isn't much. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of lazy biking. Again, it's pretty easy. So from like here to Chuncheon, it's just flat as a board. There's oh, nothing. That's nothing fantastic. That's that's what I want. Yeah, but I, I don't need there, a. I don't especially like the worst would be like a like a small gradient where you're just like yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just hitting your like you know the hamstrings the whole way. You're just you know yeah. they're just burning on fire. It's like yeah. I don't want so if, Tour de France stuff. I want to you know if you if you're really lazy, what you can do is um, because Seoul is closer to sea level. Yeah. Right. Because we're, we're so we're, just uh, take the take the KTX down and then just come yeah, back. Yeah. You, you take your... take the train out with your bike. <laughs> you got your bike, and you've got like this like 0.5 percent on average down. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the angels are just behind you. Just give yeah. you a little push. wind in your back. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> that's I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I've done it. Oh. Uh, but the uh, only way I'd do it. The the bike ride I'm recommending isn't just a Chunchan. Chunchan has a city, it's fine. There's probably some touristy stuff to do there. But what I really like to go as a destination is just beyond it. So Chunchan has a river that kind of wraps around it. And uh, the main road bisects it. It just cuts right through it. I would 
every pretty much every time I go there, I skip the city. I go straight through it another 25 kilometers after Chungcheong. Mm-hmm. So you're on the far side of it. So to put it in perspective, from here where I am, center of Seoul, to where I'm talking about is 145, 150 kilometers. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good jaunt. You could pull it in one day. I've only ever done it once in one day, mm-hmm. and it's doable if you get up early. If you want for to our there. Americans, what is that? Seventy five miles or something like that, or eighty? Uh, more, more, more yeah. than that. Okay, one six, like yeah, like eighty five. I don't know. My conversion okay. okay. like now. <laughs> I, I, I can't do the conversion. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it happened because of biking. Biking is what like made me start thinking in thinking distances. Thinking kilometers, yeah. 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 And then I just, every all my hardware for biking is is uh, kilometers. So that's just all I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can, if anybody's listening, go look it up. I don't and know. 100, 100 and, uh, 150 sounds more impressive than 85. So, that's you know. true. I mean, that's, that's why I'm dropping it that way. There you go. Yeah, yeah dropping so, it so you, yeah, you, can, you can rock it in a day, but it's a full day and then you're going to get there, you know, and it's going to be stuck eating at 7-Eleven because everybody's closed for dinner. So you can lay over again. It's so easy to find places to crash. There's um, there's always camping areas where if I take a little bedroll with me and uh, you don't even have to bring a tent. A lot of the camping areas, they'll, they'll uh, you can rent a tent. I know it's all glamping now, right? Isn't yeah, that it's, the, it's the new cheap. thing? Yeah, and they, they have facilities for showers yeah. and um, like potable hot water. Um, that's awesome. I originally, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I would just go to, I would just plan my route. I would look at any, it doesn't even need to be a big city, little villages. There's always going to be minimum three easy options. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a, um, a motel which a lot of people call love motels here because sometimes they're <laughs> right. like, but you're, you're, you're going to, you're not renting it by the hour. You're, you're going by. Yeah. I'll take the whole night. Yeah. 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 And I, I did a lot of those initially. That was, it's probably still is my default is going to the love motels sure. because you're going to pay in these little villages maximum, maybe 40 bucks for the night. Mm. Now, if you're going to pay for the camping spot, that might be 15, but then you got to like, think about, um, the facility and everything. Whereas with the motel, you're getting a soft bed, you got a hot shower. You can, I always do my laundry by hand, you know, the mm-hmm. night before. So I can always rinse out my stuff. I can hang it up there. I got a key I can lock. Uh, the motels always come with a razor, yeah. uh, which I love. So I don't bring a razor. Uh, it comes with a toothbrush, toothpaste, soap. It It's everything. Plus you've got like a mini fridge. You've got TV, you've got Wi-Fi, and it's it's kind of like just at that point, you're like, why would I not take this advantage versus you know, know. it's just like 15 bucks more and I can just do this. So that's that's definitely like kind of my go-to. Camping sure. is just more romantic and fun. I just I enjoy being outside. So mm-hmm. that often I would bring the bedroll because I, I'm looking for a good spot. But you can also free camp. So I guess that's in that category too. I have a our, one of our coworkers, he does that. I think. That's the only way he crashes on his bike trips here. He always free camps. Oh, um, wow. So he just sets up, he just pulls up a nice little green that. patch of uh, yeah. grass. It's like, yeah. uh, this is where I, okay. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I saw the movie Easy Rider. Do you remember when Jack Nicholson gets his head bashed in by the, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> not that there are hillbillies here, but it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I need the door. Lock the door. I feel safe. No, uh, you know. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I like my bike. And yeah. um, oh, another nice thing about the motels, if you're on your bicycle, they always, always, without fail, they will have a place to put your bike that is locked. It'll be your garage. It'll be someplace that's oh, secure. Okay. Yeah, it's really nice. I travel in Korea a lot with, uh, there it is behind me. Oh, there, oh the fold bike. Folding, folding yes, bike. listeners, this, listeners uh, that don't have a video, I'm pointing to a, a Brompton, which is a famous type of folding bike um i actually uh they're not the most comfortable bikes for major touring but the convenience of being able to fold it up is so nice especially in korea because so you'll, you wanna... you'll ride that 125 kilometers in a, in a... oh yeah man oh, wow yeah. okay that's that that one right there this this one this one i'm pointing to yeah that bike is the bike that i took through spain actually and again i don't wow. i don't I'm not, rec- I'm not recommending this to people as a touring bike i don't think it's the greatest idea they're not terribly comfortable for that mm-hmm. but and i wouldn't do it again like i did in spain but what's nice about having a compact folding bike that you can carry in one hand like a suitcase uh in korea at least you can you don't need to worry about which train car to put it on uh taxis it fits on my lap I can sit yeah. in a taxi and pull it onto my lap. It's like a briefcase uh, almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So if you ever are out biking and you just want to like quit, you can just fold the bike <laughs> up and come home. I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also for cleaning, which Excellent. maybe this isn't the nicest thing, but I'm always, I always try to be very clean about it when I do it. But every motel I've ever been to in Korea with a folding bike, they let me take it into the room. They yeah. Never, they never insist on leaving it outside. They're, they they recognize that it's valuable because these are kind of expensive and they're popular in Korea. They know what this type of bike is. It's okay. a British maker, but they're really famous here. So they know what it is. So they always, they're like, yeah, take it in. So when I take it in, it's so small, I can put it in the shower. And then um, yeah. I use one of those complimentary toothbrushes because you always get two. And I use that to clean the bike. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I see. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah but i'm always very respectful of the place because i would never leave a bunch of grease and crap in the in the shower but well, uh, so be careful yeah. if you take that advice be careful be nice <laughs> <laughs> i have so many <laughs> jokes that i want to uh, that i want to make right now but i'm not going to make any of them so yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i uh, i shower with my bike sometimes that's a fact um so that that's that's the that's the second way to crash when you're on the road here and the Last one, I'd probably, well, last one's kind of a combo. You have some really cool, like, budget options that you and I, I think, will talk about when Kevin's back with us and we're talking about just mm-hmm. travel in Korea, which is uh, uh, Minbak, which is basically just a big room where you sleep on the floor. Um, usually they'll make a little breakfast for you in the morning. It's um, And you sleep what? on a yo, basically. A, a yo is like a, a padded, uh, mat, like a f- kind of floor mattress, right? Is that the? I've been I've been in ones that have like nothing. They give you a blanket, but oh yeah, really? Just uh, wow. Okay. There's like a pile. Of, there's a pile of blankets in a closet with a pillow. If you're I reckon, lucky. if you're tired enough, that's you know yeah. a little a little sciatica is not gonna you know drive you crazy. Uh, I used to do it to save a buck. It's it's it depends on the minbok you find. Many of them are designed the the rooms are usually big enough that you can have four or five people in it. Mm-hmm. So at that point, then the price of the Minbok is up. It's still cheap, 
but if I'm not splitting it with somebody, it's just not worth it. Just go get a motel like this. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's the cost effectiveness. The I have another friend who does a lot of biking here. He does a lot of uh jimjabang, which is like Korean sauna, but you can yes. sleep in them. That's a great idea. That's like a hack almost, you know? That's like a hacker's tip. Tell, tell yeah. people about that because I think that would be that that could that could uh, be good for for those of you who if you're a Hagwan teacher and maybe you work at you know in Jola or something and you want to go to Seoul for the weekend but you want to mm. just really like like I want a locker for my stuff but you can just crash on essentially in the Jimjobang on the floor you just they give you like a, a t-shirt and shorts and mm. there's little mats and you just and it's kind of humid because it's like a sauna you know situation and uh yeah you got to deal with like uh maybe some snoring people yeah, or whatever but if, if you're on a bicycle and you're you're touring you're going to be a little extra tired that might help you fall asleep but for me when i've tried to crash in gingerbongs because you're sleeping let me describe it first people don't know because it's yeah fun. yeah okay 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 so gingerbong is something that i was i did not anticipate when i came here i've heard about like there's saunas and I expected it to be like a sauna that I've experienced at like a nice hotel. It's not, it's its <laughs> own thing. It's its own thing. Usually they're quite big, at least the ones I've been to They're they're quite sizable. Uh, it has any number of different facilities, depends on which one you go to, but you will find of course, uh, saunas. So there's like uh, steam rooms. They also have chill rooms, which I really like. Uh, many of them, you can go into like a refrigerator. Yeah. You can rotate between the two. Yep. Of course, they have uh, pools you can dip in with jets. Um, there, there's some different services. Depends on which one you go to. Like uh, you can get, uh, like not massage, but like they scrub you with the pads. They put on these uh, like. Uh, it one time, I just turned red. It was. It's like it's, the, it's like the kind of it's like the kind of uh, uh, cloth that you would clean like a pan that has like a lot of yeah, junk on yeah, it and you scrubby. just scrape it off yeah they do the same thing to your body essentially all the dead skin yeah. it's ex they exfoliate you exfoliate the hell out of you like um, you, yeah there's not a loose piece of skin on you after that yeah, yeah so it's <laughs> so if you <laughs> if you have ever scraped yourself and you're like oh i want to do that to my whole body uh <laughs> partake in the <laughs> you know like uh Oh man, they, they, it's always oh, like an old person and they, they're strong as hell, these people. Yeah. They, yeah. So you, you pay a few, few bucks for that. I think that was on the on top. I did that one time and I was like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, many of them will have a little vending machine uh, where you can get um, anything you need. Uh, I was in one that had a vending machine that had underwear in it. So if you need <laughs> your underwear, you put, put your money in or your car. It, fresh undies, uh, of course, uh, toothbrush, really popular. Also, they have boiled eggs. Um, oh, those like uh, the, the like baked eggs, the brown ones. Yeah, the baked eggs. Yeah, yeah those are fantastic. Yeah, Gotta have low protein, egg. man. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but for for tour for bike touring, so you can see where this is already good for touring. It's a place you can go, and it's a sauna. You're gonna chill out. You're all sore from biking. Yeah. You can just it's bliss. It's awesome. Right. Uh but what's good for a place to crash is there's a common room. So the common room room is usually going to be in the ones I've been to They're um, 
there i keep saying that because there's so many here they're co-ed right i mean they're right right and i keep i keep uh, qualifying saying the ones i've been to because there's so many Mm -hmm. and i haven't been to a lot right so um i don't know what the standard is just the standard of what i've experienced but Mm -hmm. yeah the general sleeping area is usually co-ed which means there's a ton of people it's twice as many people as you just hung out with in the sauna they give you uh pjs so everybody's dressed the same (laughs) and you can just lay down and crash. The floors are heated, uh, which is really common in Korea. As many yeah, and that and that feels fantastic in the winter. Just finding yeah. a warm spot on the floor. Oh man, that, uh, you know, because they run hot water through the pipes, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. the hot it's a radiator underneath the floor, basically. And if you find yeah. yourself a little hot spot, hold on to that. That's uh, yeah. That's a that's fantastic. So you great. you can. Oh, in the the cost for this, you can find ginger bongs that are, I think, still. I know, they're like be. five bucks. Right? Yeah, I think like seven, maybe seven bucks now. Yeah, yeah, like at yeah, maybe five, seven. Um, I think the last time I stayed in one, it was around seven bucks. I don't think you'll pay much more than fifteen unless it's like a special ginger bong that's like you know. Sure. I don't think got like a you know a little mini orchestra playing in or something. I don't know what they but do. But again, if you're, you're coming up from Jola and you're like, I want to party in Seoul for the weekend, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to blow all my money on hotels. Mm-hmm. Jim Jabong, man, it's a hack. Like you can, you go, you, yeah. you, you show up and you just throw on their PJs, take a shower, relax yeah, and, and head out for the night. You know? There's, there's some great, a couple of nice little bonuses. Uh, so obviously the price, the it's probably the cheapest price for a place to stay next to free camping where you pay zero. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cheaper to go to a Jimjabong than it is to rent a campsite yeah. in on the bike trail. And you can get a locker, right? Like they have a locker where you can stick your stuff. Is that right? Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to, to take your bike. And they're not going to guarantee that. So you're going to tie it Right. If you're on a bike trip, you're going to have to lock it up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that? But there are some other things that are quite nice. Like if you're at the Jimjabong, there's not a checkout. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter what time you roll in. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have a like a process of check-in, check-out, this kind of stuff like you do in a in a hotel. Uh, so that's really convenient. I mean, I think you could just stay there as long as you want to live on tea eggs and bottled water. I don't. I don't know. Like <laughs> green tea. Like how long? How long could you last? <laughs> I mean, you got to be like the thing about. I, I don't, I'm not a Jinjabong guy. Long, I don't like saunas. I don't like the you know community hot tubs. I don't like the public nudity, you know, it's just like, it's it's not my, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's not my, my uh, cup of tea, but uh, I've been to, I've been to a few, you know, just uh, to have the experience. But, um, but if I were, if I were on a bike trip, I think I, you know, especially if I was, if I were going solo, I think I would kind of, I might consider the Jim Jabong. There might be uh, just, just for mitigating the cost of the trip, you know, I mean, it's such a good deal. Um, yeah. but, uh, but the whole would, hotel would, does sound better. It does sound more comfortable. So, yeah, I mean, but. with, with, uh, the motels, you're going to get, you know, soft bed, soft pillow, clean everything and, you know, privacy, uh, security. So that's usually by default there, but I'll rotate in the Jim Jabong, not just to save a buck, but because, um, there's many times I'll roll into a little town, I'll check into my hotel or motel. And then I go to a Jim Jabong to mm-hmm. use the sauna. Oh yeah. Yeah. Want, sure. I just want to have like, 
the power jets and everything. And right, then I go right, right, right. So, Especially so. if you're biking, you it, it does have that. It, there must be some uh, just very, it, it must be very great for like loosening up the muscles and just like yeah. get, getting you ready for the next, uh, uh, the next day of, of biking. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. There, there's plenty of places that are you know, just easy to find anywhere on the bike trail. You can't be, man, you can't be more than like 20 K from like a nice cup of coffee, a slice of pizza and a place to sleep. It just, mm-hmm. even when you're out in the boonies, uh, I was just with my, my buddy on a bike trip. Um, we went, uh, which way were we going? I think it was towards, it was towards, uh, Chun-Chun. we went, we went to Gopin. So Gopin's on the way to Chunchan. So we, we broke off and went North to a little, uh, pension up in the woods. And um, there was this uh, like a brick oven pizza cafe. Oh, like wow. In the middle, it's just in the middle of a field. There's yeah. a guy just doing this. And it's, yeah, he makes his own dough and everything. It's excellent. Damn. And it's just funny. You can have like wine and pizza and then get back on your bicycle in the middle of the forest. Now, are, is- these, are these vendors like, are they taking advantage of the, of these, of just like multiple groups of bikers that are coming through? So they, yeah, they've so kind of found this path and they're like, oh, this is my spot where I sell kimbap and I sell drinks absolutely. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all pretty so what, cheap or what? Do they, do they, do they yeah, kind of, uh, normal. They're, they're not like, they're not skimming or, you know, charge overcharging you or anything like that. It's, no, uh, it's totally, totally reasonable. Um, the, a joint, like that joint in particular, if you look at it, you can kind of understand what, where it's coming from. It's, it's, it's some guys like kind of farm property. And so he probably owned the land on that side of the bike trail. You have the bike trail traffic. There's not any place really to park a car or anything. You don't really go there other than bikes. So when it's the weekend, he's got a captive audience in that section and probably just cranks a lot of pizzas. Out well, there. this guy was probably like, I'm not doing kimbap again because uh, God knows you can get, uh, you know, uh, yeah. kimbap. If, if our listeners don't know what a kimbap roll is like a it's kind of like the korean sandwich is the way i've always thought of it it's like yeah. rice rolled up in a in in a, a gim which is uh seaweed and then it's got some vegetables and a little meat in there and uh you'll eat if you come to korea you'll eat a lot of kimbap in the beginning and then you might yeah, not touch it for a while yeah Happen. i got it out of my system pretty quickly <laughs> i think i i don't need yeah. uh, uh kimbap too often if, if you're on a bicycle, kimbap will, will be something you'll end up eating a lot of and a lot of uh, baked eggs. I go through a lot of those. Right. Other convenience stores have them. They travel a lot. A lot of um, uh, baked sweet potatoes. They travel. They, they travel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on the bike trail, you'll find people doing that. They'll just pop. They'll have a stand set up and they'll be selling like um, roasted corn. You just mm-hmm. grab it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention the route. I didn't, didn't finish. I didn't finish the route because this is a real recommendation. I've given this so many times, but uh, man, I wonder if you've even said it in this podcast before. But on, on the other side of Chunchan, there's this place called is a big hydroelectric dam called Soyang Dam. And at the base of this dam, there's just a few cheap places to stay. And uh, so, if you break the trip into two days, if you want to be lazy, uh, crash one day somewhere you know east of gapyeong like just cut the trip in half you'll find a place to crash and then the next day get up and you can get to 
that kind of base camp, the base of the dam, uh, well before dinner time. Mm-hmm. You can have a nice dinner, probably Doc Albi or whatever you want, right. and crash in the morning, get up, you know, early, have your breakfast. And there's little um, shuttle buses that'll take you up to the top of the dam. And at the top of the dam, there is uh, like a man-made lake, as there would be above the dam. And it's got a pretty nice, uh, they just put a ton of money into it recently. Oh, that's where we talked. I think we talked about this during the real estate episode. I think I mentioned it because there's a lot of infrastructure um, development, or whatever you want to call it, in that area. Yeah. But, uh, you can take the ferry boat across that lake. And on the far side, there is a place where you can have like fresh trout. It's just, they're farming trout there. In the lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really good fresh trout. Yeah. And then there's a really easy, like one, two kilometer hike to a temple back there. It's, it's gorgeous. There's another more intensive hike. If you want to go beyond that, that takes you up. So you can really see back down towards the dam. So that, that one, I, I think I'm, I think I mentioned that before in the podcast, because it's one of my favorite places to go because you can take your bike there. You could get there in one day if you really wanted to. And the whole route is on the train line. So at uh, any point, you'll never get like, yeah. yeah, at any point, any point, you're just like, screw this. I want to go home. Yeah. Where's <laughs> the next train station? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you throw your bike on the train and you're I'm back. Out. <laughs> yeah. Hour and 30 minutes, you're, you're back in the center of Seoul. That's, so that's gotta be weird, man. Like to, to do that. I think you've mentioned that before that you like, you, you took this long trip all the way out there and then you, yeah, you hopped on the train. You're like, you were, you were in your bed at like nine 30 that night. You're like, how did I? How did I get here? Like, uh, this is, that's, I, I like that. I, I, the worst part about, I think living in the Midwest where I'm from is everything's so damn far away. You know, we visit relatives in South Dakota. It's great when you get there and meet and see them, but then knowing that you've got that five hour drive back to oh, the twin yeah. cities, you know, or whatever, or going to Chicago seven hours away from, uh, from the twin cities, you know, I'm from, sorry, I'm from, uh, the St. Paul and Minneapolis area. Uh, in, and so in Korea, there's, there's none of that nonsense. Like, even if you take the slow train, you're still gonna, you know, you, you could probably fall asleep for a couple hours. And when you wake up, you're so close to your destination. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. that but it is also, a wonderful and- thing. And again, we'll talk about it when all three of us are together, when Kevin's back on the podcast, we're talking about travel, because um, in addition to doing cycling, it, it overlaps with travel, because mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to like take that trip, you don't have to have a bicycle, you could just take the train, you're out there in like two hours, boom, you're there. So you don't have to do the, the bicycle thing. And I know I, I'm almost positive I recommended that route before. Um, so if anybody's actually that uh, intensely listening to our podcast um don't don't consider this as like the only cool route to bike there are so many there's so many awesome bike routes that you can do that's just the easiest one i know of around here but um so would do you and did you invest in like a like a uh like a daiso one of those like um like a clip where you can stick your phone so that you can see the navigation like you can kind of follow or do you just like look at the map and then kind of put your phone away and then go, or is it? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't have a, like a heads up display. I have a little mini uh, bike computer, just like an L- LED, what do you call that? LCD, LED, LED. Um, that tells me my uh, speed and records my distance odometer. Oh, okay. Like okay. Magnet yeah. that goes around your wheel. Um, one thing that's, 
nice here compared to maybe other places because the bike trails are um they're highlighted so well like physically not like on a map but like in reality you really just can't get lost oh, okay uh, i was just thinking might, like for the uninitiated that might be might be thinking about this but they're a little bit scared i mean would you recommend like a female uh go by herself like alone would that be yes it's okay fine. i mean i I, yeah. I can't say it as not being a female i don't know what what that would feel like whatever but I would think it's, I see a lot of uh, solo female bikers. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I mean, you know, Korea in general is just very secure in many ways. The bike trail, well, just like anybody, I wouldn't recommend, um, although I do it, but I wouldn't recommend biking at night anywhere when you're out like in the boonies, mm -hmm. but uh, the daytime trail, um, yeah, it's, it's populated. Not and just using like com common sense is okay. It's not, there's, there's not, you know, I mean, I, I can't think of any stories of any uh, uh, that I've read in the newspaper of any like um, attacks on, you know what I mean? It just seems like it's it's such a a, 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 a frequented um, uh, recreational uh, path that you're, you're, there's just an, enough traffic that you're going to you're going to be around some people that are yeah. also doing the same thing. It's it's not it's not such an isolated kind of uh trek through these you know the boonies you're you're on a you're kind of parallel to some other like you know either a train or a free a road or something where yeah. there's some traffic and and people yeah you're korea is small it's mm -hmm. it's you're always pretty close to something i mean i wouldn't recommend if you feel like you're, you're worried about being vulnerable, like, yeah, just don't do free camping in the most secluded place you can find. Like just go to a gym, Chibon, go to, go to a motel, you know? Uh, but as far as like throughout the day biking, yeah, it's, it's not busy. It's not like, it's like a ton of like bike traffic. It's not, cause that would suck. And you have cell <laughs> but, service and, and, and you're, absolutely. and you're also yeah, probably you're good practices. Let somebody know that you're going on this trip, but you know, just yeah. like, like let give somebody a heads up like i'm heading this way at this time i do that, and, I do that. absolutely every yeah. time i go I, that's just I always, common sense yeah yeah and i, I do check-ins i always have somebody that i'm checking in with when i when i'm out um anywhere in the world biking and that's mm -hmm. just common sense um and with the way that we have cell phones now there's no excuse not to be at least that responsible with your, your yeah health. and you got they, service everywhere like every inch i would say of the way you probably have service if you if you need it so yeah, gps here is really great um yeah so again there's there's just so many easy fun rides if you're not into doing like the overnight thing um paju paju is a really cool little village that's uh northwest of here it has uh like a little art gallery village so it's have you been there do you know what i'm talking about I think I've been there, but I nope. cannot remember. I it, it might have been a long, long time ago. Like the size of a little mini suburb within the city, you know, that big little neighborhood. Yeah. And it's just all um coffee shops that double as art galleries. And you can just you know, it's kind of like getting a seven dollar coffee, but you're allowed to hang out there and read a book all afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I've done that, right? I just ride my bike out there from here to there, I think. 
maybe 55 kilometers. So it's, it's a pretty good jaunt, but you're sitting down all day. So if I get there before noon, you can sit down, you know, you're having lunch, having coffee, you're just vegging out, you're checking out some art, you're walking on the village. By the time I bike out, it's like, you know, coming close to dinner time, you're pretty well reset. And again, if you don't want to bike, you can just take the bus. Take the bus. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this would be, this is like, you know, I mean, if I, if I didn't have, if I didn't, uh, you know, I've got uh, a family and I, I got kids and, and so, uh, it's a little bit trickier for, for me to partake in these kinds of things, but, um, man, you know, if I, if you're looking to like get in shape or whatever, but you don't want to join a gym, I mean, this is like just an investment in a bike is, uh, uh with all, with all these trail options that you're talking about and just how much of Korea you're going to see, I, I really regret it because, you know, for me, like traveling was more of my destination was like, uh, where, you know which bar are we going to, uh, you know, end up in, uh, you know, um, it wasn't, uh, yeah. I, I, if I could go back in time and talk to, you know, younger Jack and be kind of slap some sense into him and say, dude, you're missing out on all these amazing opportunities to do well, it's, really it's cool still, stuff. It's still there. It's still yeah. there. It's, just, uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, uh, you might see, I might be that like uh, really fit 55 year old guy, you know, it's like got the, uh, all the gear on and everything. So you know, I, I haven't given up yet. Um, I'm still here, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, uh, it really sounds so enticing to me. Like it's just such an interesting, uh, uh, and I didn't know it existed, you know, and it's just getting better. They're just, the, the infrastructure is just being there. They're, it's, it's more robust than it was 10 years ago. Um, yeah, five years absolutely. ago, there a lot of people are doing this and you probably see people rollerblading and you'll see people, you know, doing other things too. I imagine, um, some, some of those like sit down bikes, those, uh, Oh, I love, I love those guys. Yeah. Like they're in the recliner. Yeah. Yeah, There's a recline back and they're just, you know, they're still moving their legs, but they're, yeah. Yeah. They always have like the coolest, like, like bike helmets and lights and stuff, you know, that, you know, those guys are cool. Like they're, they're out there for fun. Um, Right. Yeah, you see, like you'll you'll see a lot of uh, little biker gangs and stuff. My first big trip ever took, I actually got um, picked up by a group of Ajumas. Ajuma being like uh, old Korean, older Korean women, but so mature women, Korean women, yeah, mature, mature Korean, women. yeah. So like, <laughs> I would say the median age there was like sixty, and I, I it was like when I my Korean skill was even you know worse then, and but it was enough that I could you know it's pretty easy to impress people when you speak Korean because they just don't expect it here. Sure. So I had, I had done my, my usual, like, you know, brief introduction, asked a few questions I know how to ask and had a pleasant exchange with these nice older women and they would not leave me. And they're like, yeah, you're part of the group. So I had to bike with them like for the rest of the day. And you I loved adopted it. I into uh, yeah. a, 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 basically a bicycle gang of, of Ajuma, right? Yeah. Uh, did yeah. they give you like a leather jacket? Did they give you your uh, your stripes and your? Uh, Dude, I've got. I'll show you. A, I'll show you a picture of this because I was in all the <laughs> pictures, and then we shared photos. We we exchanged email addresses and shared our photos and stuff. The this this group, they all had amazing bikes, like minimum I, like five grand, just like top of the line, nice stuff, and they all had matching jackets. <laughs> so they were they were they were a gang, you know. They, they were, were a gang, gang, man. Yeah. 
they didn't yeah. uh, they didn't give you like an ass whooping at the end initiating you into the uh into the gang isn't that the, i was uh, i was reprimanded by one of them i was reprimanded because of how bad my bicycle was oh. it was when i had a crappy you didn't have like a, a, a five thousand dollar titanium frame uh you know um no, she she gave me an earful. She's like, she's like, why are you using this? Like, you that's that? dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be out here on that. You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, mostly, like all the encounters I've had biking, man, years been biking here, and all positive. I mean, the worst case scenario. I think the worst I ever had was there was a older gentleman who kind of picked me up in the same way. We were biking and. uh yeah, it was like I had to roll with him for two hours and he just wanted to talk and I was tired. It was like the end of a right. of a really uh, harder segment. I wasn't into struggling with Korean at this point. I just want to put my like headphones back on, you know, like that's the type of nuisance. But you didn't want to be rude, but it's like, yeah, sometimes yeah, it's a weird thing. Like like I my usual advice is, is like path of least resistance. Surrender to the groove and open yourself up and you might end up like you had a great experience with these uh, like 60 what what other time in your life are you going to have a fun with six with a bunch of 60 year old women yeah you know what i mean that, like it's that, not that, yeah that's a good way to put it like open yourself yeah. up like i was uncomfortable and like hoping for it to end for the first like half hour it's like yeah. oh no come on ladies like yeah. just do your let, let, let the foreigner go but then after like a half hour i'm like this is my crew like <laughs> right, I, right, I'm in this right. group. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Like who wants a kimbap? Kimbap's on me. Over here. <laughs> I get to see them like cutting apple slices for you right now. You know, they must exactly. have taken care of you. Like, yeah. Um right. that that is the uh that that is the um the, the spirit of Korea that I'm familiar with. This is it is a very generous and they really want you to like it. And so yeah. If you want to have those kinds of more organic experiences, you're not going to find those in Itaewon. You're not going right. to find it at the bottom of a pint of cast beer. You're not going to find it in Hongdae. You're going to have fun in those places. But if you want to, you know, I think you got to find a balance of those those kinds of experiences. Like, um, I don't want to call it necessarily a cultural experience, but it's just something like it's a, it's a little off the beaten track, a little esoteric, yeah. a little different and uh, you know, so rewarding, I think, you know? Yeah. If you go anywhere um, traveling and yeah, if you're like, if you're backpacking and you just drop into like Kopangan and you're going to like sit on the beach and go to a, like a, a full, full moon, moon party. party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're just going to like drink buckets of alcohol and whatever. You're going to hang out with mostly foreigners. If you do that, right. you're going to be treated as a dollar sign by all the locals because right. that's what you are there. But if you put a little effort into trying to actually have like uh, a more genuine experience. And I don't mean like you have to, like, that's mm -hmm. fine. If that's the kind of experience you want to have, you just want to go and relax and, and have a vacation. That's cool. But like the same thing in Korea, like if you're just going to hang out in Seoul, Seoul is awesome. I love this city. This is my city now. And I love it. Um, some of the best restaurants and cafes and bars in the world, I think are here. I love this place, mm -hmm. but if you want to have those experiences where you're actually connecting with some people that will actually struggle with you to, to um, with your crap Korean, which is really fun or um, with their crap English <laughs> and actually right. try to like yeah. have like um, have a meaningful experience with someone who's interested in, uh, in sharing with you in the way that you want to share with them. You got to get out of the city. What I do like 
about that here versus other countries I've traveled to. Uh, I know it's a stereotype, but it's a stereotype for a reason. Koreans are just welcoming as a general mm -hmm. rule. They are so welcoming, just like what you just said. Mm -hmm. They, they want really you want you to like Korea. They're, yeah, they're they really, want like really Korea. want you to have to like it. Yeah. And they waste no effort telling you about how much they, they love where you're from. Um, they will, they are interested. I mean, I'm talking like on average, again, these are stereotypes, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like my average experience is this just like real aggressive enthusiasm and they really want to, they want to take care of you. And I find that more reassuring biking here than like going through Cambodia or Laos or anywhere else mm -hmm. or any other country um, cycling where I've got to kind of watch my back here. I feel like, you know, if I really got into a pickle, I really had a problem. Like uh, my bicycle broke and I'm, I've just got to walk it. I had that happen actually in Laos. I had my bike breakdown mm -hmm. uh, pretty bad. I was on another folding bike, not this one, similar one. Mm -hmm. And I was shit out of luck and I'm in the middle of nowhere and uh, literally just, you know, I'm waving my hand at cars, you know, um, yeah. pushing my broken bike. And I finally got a truck that stopped. It took a couple hours before mm -hmm, someone, mm -hmm. and then when I get in the truck, I have to negotiate with them. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll give you some money. Just, I just take me someplace where I can, you know, uh, put my head down here. I need, I need to, I need some, I need respite. I'm, I'm, you know, burnt, sunburnt. I'm, you know, dehydrated, right, exhausted. I need, and... help. I need some help, bro. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah, well, how much? And I'm like, I, you know, it's cool. I, I, I carry cash for this reason, but in Korea, that would just not be the case. You do not, you would not give cash to someone. If, if that, in that same situation, you wouldn't be allowed to, if you did, it'd be almost like insulting. It'd be like, it no, wouldn't no, take no. it. They no, would not they would take not. it. Yeah. No, no, that's uh yeah. And that, and that's uh you know, and, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to be like uh, you know, everything is rose colored glasses, but I mean, this is my experience. I think this is your experience. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, and also the, the fact that like, they've really paid attention to like people that like to bike, they've really tried to create an infrastructure for that hobby. And so that's gotta be that it's just so nice to be able to do that on the weekend. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like, I bet in Laos, you're going to hit spots where you're like, oh, I, I can't even get through here or. And it's more exciting if you if you're into that like you know experience. But I think uh, for again for the uninitiated like me, I would I would love to just start out with like a Korean bike trip. And so and a lot of people think like oh it's not gonna be fun to travel around Korea. Take a take a peek around. It's it's a very interesting place. There's lots of a lot of beauty yeah. that you probably didn't expect. And just like that dam you're talking about, like you know yeah. how many people or, know about that? You know or how. Um how different the in-between places are. So when you're traveling any country, you'll, you know, you're going to be kind of going from like spot to spot. It's like tourist spot to tourist spot or big city to big city, or even if they're small areas, it's still a tourist spot. There's a lot of spaces in between where, you know, it's reality. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's it can be kind of, um, you know, you got to be careful. And like some places uh, I was in Java, I was in some areas where I definitely did not feel safe because it was not safe um right but here the in-between places my experience are incredibly safe welcoming and really different mm -hmm. the the way people are living in the countryside here it's it's like there's two koreas 
there's the the countryside and there's the urban side they're really really different um and yeah i can't recommend it enough if i had to like say for all the places that i've biked or even traveled the if you want to try doing a bike trip i can't think of a place where it's easier or safer than here and i I, one caveat there i've never biked uh distance biking in europe other than uh, Mm um spain mediterranean coast yeah so i know that in uh there's some route uh, one of our other coworkers did through Germany that he described like this. He's like, yeah, it's just, it's just cakewalk. It's so easy. It's so chill. Yeah, no. And I think that's probably kind of what they modeled it after, you know? And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, this would be a great, this is like a great place to, to, you know, again, for the, for those of that don't have a lot of experience with it, this would be a great place to start that hobby. I mean, that's where you started this hobby and it, and and you, you know, uh, you, I mean, you biked before, but you, you know, like, like, like this, this real long distance biking where uh, you're taking bike trips that are, you know, overnight bike trips, a hundred of clo- hundreds of kilometers. Yeah. You, you don't have to commit, which is what's the nice part. I guess that's why it, that's why it's safe, convenient, and easy. You don't have to commit. You can go out. Like I could leave right now. What is it like almost midnight? I could leave right now and be like, okay, this is probably a bad time to go out. I'm kind of sleepy. It's midnight. Man, I could plot a trip that's 150 kilometers. Mm-hmm. But on that trip, I know that after 20 kilometers, there's a place for me to crash, get food, rest, everything I need. It's right. there's lights, you know, on the trail. And then the next day, I same thing. I just quit after 20 kilometers. You can just inch your way. It's this is this kind of an aside, but and this might be a good place to kind of wrap up. But yeah, um, I, I find that uh, the when Korea you know, like um, when they make a decision to, to open some kind of venue and, and offer some kind of activity, they really make it convenient. Like they, <laughs> they think of everything, you know what I mean? Like you don't even have to just even like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like another, like you can go to a baseball game here and they have a convenience store right attached to the stadium where you can just go in and buy chips. You know, it's not like when you go to a, I go to a Minnesota twins game and I pay $7 for a hot dog and $9 yeah. for a Coke, you know? And you're like, I, I think nine might be a little overpriced, you know, like am I crazy here, but it's just it like, they don't expected. do that here. They make it easy and convenient and enjoyable. And, and that is something that I, this is really maybe a little bit unrelated, but I really appreciate that about the country. I like that. It's just everything yeah. is kind of set up for you. They just kind of tee it up and then you get to enjoy it without having to invest it. Maybe I don't want to buy a $300 fishing pole, but I want to go fishing. Well, just show up and it's all there for you, you know? Oh, yeah, that, that's, um, a, that's a good way to put it. Like for frame yeah. type of activity, there's a lot of the stuff like that. It's like, yeah, the convenience is expected. It's expected. Yeah, it's so, expected. Yeah, it's right. Example, right? If you want to go fishing, if you're on your bike trip and it's all along rivers, so there's plenty of good fishing. If that's a thing you maybe like or maybe something you want to try, you've never fished before. And you're like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I just had a little selfie of me fishing in Korea? Guess what? There's just walk up to any place where there's fishing stuff and be like, yo, do you know where I could rent some fishing gear? And they're going to point to it and you'll probably be out like 10 bucks for the day. Right, but, right, yeah. right. And it'll be it'll be very reasonable. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's something I really, really appreciate it. And it's not, and they don't try to price gouge you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. flat. It's, uh, yeah. 
So, uh, man, Ryan, that was, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add about the, uh, obviously like I'm, I'm talking the I'm blue streak here. Like I could just keep going. I, you know, this is my, this is my bread and butter, but let's, let's, um, I'll put a sock in it now and I'll try to feed more questions for like chapter two, which should be just about travel in general. Cause Kevin's going to have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've somebody. done a little bit, but, uh, I'm more interested in you guys because you have the the real experience i uh well, still, the anecdotes you know. from everybody just to see like what it was like you know um different places different times and uh different ways to do it uh but let's let's cut it there with the bicycle stuff uh, i think i've sold i've sold it as much as you've i can like you've sold it you sold bike. me man I, i'm i'm talking to my wife tomorrow i'm, I'm buying a uh yeah. what, what's the most expensive uh titanium the whole outfit <laughs> i'll get the yeah. the the alien head uh, shaped. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I really need that, but uh, you know, maybe just to protect the my shorts with the ass pads in them. I, I... <laughs> yeah, that I I did take a long bike ride once, and uh, I I my the the palms of my hands got numb uh, oh, because yeah. I I had wasn't used to to riding, and man, did my ass hurt. I remember getting <laughs> to the campsite and I sat on a on a like a wooden bench. And that might be yeah. the, the best feeling I've ever had in my life was just sitting on the flat bench, uh, getting off the bicycle seat. Um, yeah, we, I think my friend and I, I went from not, never biking to biking like 60 miles in a day or something. So it was That's like a, it was a good 80, 90 kilometers. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, I'm not going to lie. It was awful. Jump yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, anyway um man thanks for uh for sharing your 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 insights there because i think it's really uh such a cool uh it's such a cool thing and it's not something you hear about every day you know what i mean it's just like uh and it's it's right there on a plat silver platter for anybody out there that lives here that wants to just partake and i bet you could even rent a bike i mean i'm, I'm not, if i'm not crazy yeah i mean so you don't even have to go out and buy the bike you could rent oh yeah something. You, oh yeah if you're coming from abroad and this is like you're like oh it'd be kind of cool to do that but i gotta like you know, it costs a hundred bucks to check your bike on to most flights, I think still, um, you know, you're worried about like all that, or how do I get a bike when I'm on the ground? Like, you don't need to worry about it. You'll be able to rent a bike very easily. Um, there's also just so many people in such a dense area in this country that I would actually recommend if you have a special type of bike that you really want, just go buy it here when you get to Korea and you can resell it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Very easy to flip stuff here because there's such yeah. a density of population. It's really competitive pricing for used stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that's another option too, is just to buy it and flip it. Buy so. and flip it. There you go. Um, awesome. That uh, gosh, you've got me really fired up now to uh, to ride a bike. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for letting. Me, thanks for for feeding the questions, and letting Gab. No, obviously. man. I, it was. Uh, I, I I I could. I we could. Like I said, we could keep this going for another hour and a half, but. Um, uh -huh. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, our listeners out there, uh, you know where to find us. We're uh, the Soul Patches on all the major platforms. Um, we are, uh, you know, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Pan uh, are we on Pandora? I think so. Uh, of course, we're on Apple uh, Podcasts. So if you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely helpful to us. Um, we've got uh, a YouTube channel. And uh, our YouTube channel, you just type in the Soul Patch Podcast, uh, S-E-O-U-L, and you can watch uh, Ryan and I talk together. Um, and uh, But if you, if you want to go to the one-stop shop, just hit up thesoulpatch.com. 
again, S-E-O-U-L, thesoulpatch.com, and everything is right there uh, for your uh, downloading uh, enjoyment. So uh, there you go. And uh, I guess we'll, uh, I think maybe the three of us might be back together. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have the whole, uh, the, the whole patch. Uh, the patch will be full. I don't know what the, uh, the right expression yeah, is. Something there. Something yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see y'all next week. So uh, thanks everybody. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Here. It's all my love, it's all my love. The quiet man, it's all my love, it's all my love. It's all my love. It's all my love. It's all my love. The brain. It's all my love, it's all my love. Hey Bobby, let the bass go.